you know, know how there are pivotal points of your life where God really implements a thought. And the thought that has been so recent is don't let what you don't know stop you from remembering what you do know. And don't let what you can't do stop you from what you can do. Welcome to the Live Lead Last podcast, and thank you for joining us for this episode. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, we're glad you made the choice to join us. I'm James Duvall, and I'm here with my amazing wife and co-host, Lisa. James, I have to be honest, I'm always interested to see how you're going to introduce me to our listeners, and I always love that you love me. Can you believe it? This is our 10th episode. Amazing. Many of you have been with us faithfully from the beginning. We are so thankful to you for sticking with us. All your comments and encouragement are like fuel that keeps us going and pouring into each episode. And thank you, thank you for sharing episodes with your friends and family. We really believe in the power of word of mouth advertising. Every time you share or post about the show, it's a vote of confidence that we are adding value to your life. Also would love to hear your feedback and comments about how we can serve you better. Send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook. You can also send a voice message through the Anchor app or link in the show notes for this episode. Let us know if there are any topics that you would like to hear us address in future episodes or if there's a guest that you think would be great for us to invite on the show. So today we're continuing the conversation with our good friends Greg and Julie Gorman. If you missed last week's episode, we would encourage you to make sure to give it a listen. There really is some great content that will be helpful to your life, leadership, and longevity. Yes, it is. Today we're going to be talking about a powerful process called a life plan. Greg and Julie are certified with the Patterson Group to coach individuals through a life plan process. They've also modified it for married couples to go through the same life plan process together. And James, you and I share a little bit about how the life plan process continues to impact our lives. I've had two life plans because my life can get a little complicated. And you've had one and then a review of your first one. So it's really been an impactful tool for us. Yes, it has. So you'll want to listen all the way through to the end of the episode because Greg and Julie have a special gift just for our listeners. So you don't want to miss that. Great. Let's get back to our conversation with the Gormans. Okay. So one of the focuses of this podcast is to help our listeners develop practices that will expand and extend their lives and their leadership influence. So when you think about longevity and legacy in your life, your relationships, your career, what do you do to sustain you? Mm. That was in unison there. It was like, mm. It was. It's a great question. I love that question. It's an important question to Julie and I, and I think for a lot of us, I think about legacy so much differently than what I used to. I think initially when folks would, would, would ask a question like that, I would think about what I'm going to leave my kids, you know, money, possessions, things of that nature. And I'll have to say at this stage, what drives Julie and I is vision. If you know where it is that you really want to go, then on the days when you maybe don't have any gas in your tank, if you can refer back to your vision, it gives you the drive. Our vision is to change the world. And I know that it sounds audacious. I I understand that. But I am dead serious when I say Mm. it. We are working to create what we're creating, and we do what we do every day. Yes, we need to make a living, and we've got to pay the bills and feed the kids and all that good stuff. But I'm telling you, it is not what drives me anymore. It's not what drives her. It is creating 
processes and a pathway to sustainable growth for people in their relationships so that we can restore the truth of who God is in family. And I think that in society today, it's largely been lost. There are a lot of different feel-good messages out there that feel good for a minute, but they don't feel good long term. (laughs) And we've just learned that God's plan really is the best plan. It's where the greatest fun and excitement is in life. And so, love, I'd love to know how you would respond. Yeah, well, you know how there are pivotal points of your life where God really implements a thought. And the thought that has been so recent is don't let what you don't know stop you from remembering what you do know. Mm -hmm. And don't let what you can't do stop you from what you can do. And so I love the idea of that we really do try to live into is we begin with the end in mind. So we think about where is it that we want to envision ourselves? What do we envision for our life? And we get to this place in that space where, okay, here's what we know that we know that we know we want our, our, the end of our life to look like. So how did we get here? Rather than asking, how do we get there? That becomes a weight of a lot of obligations and a lot of to-do lists that we feel probably that the how of we're going to do that will stop us. But what we do know, we, we hold fast to. And then we just begin to work backwards of how did we get here? And we start seeing in a different progression of all the things, the relationships that took place, the things that we safeguarded, the activities we involved ourselves with and the activities we didn't involve ourselves with. And it starts to give us more of a plan and a a focus to really end up with that end destination of the legacy that we want for our kids that Greg referred to. So one really quick thing, when Julie's talking about how did we get here, what she's really referring to is the vision itself. So when we use that faculty of our mind of envisioning legacy, envisioning where we want to be, and when we're working with couples, most of the time we'll say, you know, okay, let's start two years from now. We can kind of begin to get our head around that. The other thing two years from now does for us is it puts a certain sense of urgency in our minds, because if we want something beyond what we currently have, and we all do, there's nothing wrong with that. He's designed us to want to be, do, and have more. So we need not feel guilty about that. So as we get a picture of what that is, and we get quiet enough to visualize that we're living in that ideal world two years from now, then we can begin to ask ourselves that questions, those questions that Julie was talking about. Okay, we're here now in our mind. How did we get here? what took place. And I'm just telling you, the quality of the answers that you will come up with in that process versus how do I get there, it's just amazing how it changes. Athletes use this constantly. Business people use vision constantly. Pastors use vision constantly, and we all cast vision. And I think that sometimes we can lose sight of the power of that faculty that God's given us in our own personal life sometimes too. So it kind of goes back to Ecclesiastes 3 where it says, that which is has been already. And that which will be has already been. For God seeks that which passes by. And and what I love about that is it really goes into the account that God, not bound by time or space, according to scripture, has already ordained all of the steps of a righteous man. He's already seen the promises that he's whispered in their fulfillment. And so as Christians, since the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us, We can tap into that vision, not in a weird way, but just saying, okay, God, what is it that you desire for my life? And begin to give the space that Greg was talking about for reflection. We get there two years from now. Where am I? Where am I living? What am I doing? 
Where are my kids at? How's my relationship with them? How's my health? And we start asking the physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual questions all around that vision. And then the life domains of personally, family, career, faith, community. Yep. And now we've got this vision holistic. And then we absolutely bring the God card into it, right? Of God yeah. who's already ordained our steps. We get his stamp of approval. And then we just simply say, okay, now how did we get here? And since God isn't bound by time or space, we can confidently know what our future is in him. So when I hear you say that, I think two words, direction and reflection, mm-hmm. feels like what I'm hearing you say is vision is the direction. And a lot of times when we set out on a direction, it's far better than what we could have even imagined because right. God has so much more for us. And then there's that time of reflection, a resetting course and making sure that we're still moving in the right direction. Is that Would that be a fair yeah, way of saying that? Yeah, it is a very fair statement. It is. And, you know, we help people with this because, you know, it can be difficult. I think there are a lot of things sometimes that can cause us to dumb down our vision too. Quite honestly, when we're coaching someone through this process, and don't crucify me for what I'm about to say here, but I don't coach people to ask God first. I don't. And I know that that sounds counterintuitive for Bible believers, you know, who live for Christ. But I'm going to tell you why. Because I think religion sometimes, religious programming will keep us from being honest about what it is that we really want. I want to tell you, as coaches, there's one question that we ask more than any other question. And there's a reason why. That question is, what do you really want? And the reason that we have to ask it over and over again is because most people honestly don't really know how to answer that question with the thing that's inside of them that really excites them, but yet they don't think that it is holy enough for them to really put their time and talent toward. And I would challenge that thought very quickly for your listeners today and say, if it's in there, unless it is just directly not scriptural, you know, against your faith, the one who created you created you with a purpose in mind and put the very passions in you that you have and equipped you, by the way, to live those passions. He is overjoyed when you're overjoyed, just like you are with your kids are overjoyed, right? Love it. I want to make one more statement, then we can transition. But I was thinking, you said something about contentment, and I was reading recently, and it really challenged me. I think sometimes, if we're not careful, we can allow the idea of contentment to keep us Mm -hmm. from moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I was really challenged with this idea of the difference between contentment, fulfillment, and satisfaction. Yeah. You can be content. Paul said, I'm content. Right. Right. Yes. But he was never fulfilled vision of you know, becoming more like Christ or attaining everything that Christ had for him. And I think sometimes as, as Christ followers, there's this ability to not become lazy, but become maybe apathetic yep. or not moving forward because of resting in contentment. Mm-hmm. We're good with where we are. Mm-hmm. But God has put in us a drive to move forward. So it's okay to be content, but still driving forward the, towards fulfillment and satisfaction. Yeah, and I, the only thing that I would add, just, just to make sure that the, that the message is clear, is you know when, when you get your vision, I think you always have to take it back to, to God. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know? It's always under God's authority. I, I, I just don't want anything to hinder what the real thing is down in there. And sometimes it takes a little bit of digging around to, yeah. to really land on that thing that makes us feel really, really excited. And when we do then we've got the vision and we've got the fuel in our tank. And I think life comes back alive again. So good. So on that topic, we mentioned earlier that you both are certified coaches and you create life plans for individuals and for couples. And life plans, you know, that that term is sometimes thrown around different ways. But both Lisa and I have gone through a life plan process that you guys do. And actually, Lisa, 
you actually took Lisa through her life plan. Yeah, so I had to answer the question, what do you really want, Lisa? <laughs> and he wasn't satisfied with any of my answers. He's like, no, that's not what you really want to come on. We had to do a little <laughs> oh, digging. Dig so, so share with us just a bit what a life plan is, why it's important, and what a life plan process looks like. Well, I think in life, it's really easy for us to begin to lose our direction to begin to lose our drive. And and many people don't have any earthly idea really why they're on this planet, what their purpose is. We kind of wander around busily from one thing to the next trying to find fulfillment. And I think that there's different seasons in life we might come to a crossroads and, and have some big decisions to make, or we're just not sure what the next step is, period. And for couples, sometimes it's it's because, you know, they just we never drift together. We, we tend to drift apart, don't we? And and they want to learn how to live in unity. So whether it's an individual or whether it's a couple, understanding our purpose and then creating a plan around our purpose and our vision is really what that life plan is about. It's about clarity. It is about leaving with absolute clarity on mm-hmm. what it is that we do want, a clear vision for what that is, and then a clear plan on what the next step action steps are in order to begin to move it is the most powerful coaching process that we use and we do a lot of coaching but there is no question that it is by far the biggest bang for your buck and it's it's kind of a deep dive over a couple of days and so if your life or your marriage needs surgery do you want to do that over a few coaching sessions over the course of a year yeah. You know, mm-hmm. do you want to go see the surgeon once every week, you know, or do you want to get fixed? Yeah. I mean, when I say fixed, I don't mean that we bring you in and we fix you. I just mean that we, we do 26 different constructs with you that are tailored to what it is that, that, that you need. It's really a great process. Love, what would you add to that? I would love to hear Lisa's perspective of what she <laughs> yeah, grabbed. Right? I mean, we did that together. So how would you describe it? Yeah, I'd actually done a life plan before prior to connecting with you guys, which what I'm about to say is going to help other people to know if you ever have, you do need to revisit it. There was a three-year gap between I, when I had did a life plan with someone else. And then you guys kind of, uh, we went through the whole process again. And uncovered a lot of things for me that were so very important. So I felt like it's like a, this is time to reevaluate all things Lisa. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. let's look at all of Lisa, the whole pie. Yeah. (laughs) And so one of the things the risk pyramid would show, which is a construct, and you can explain Mm -hmm. that, but I was deferring a lot. Um, I had a suck it up attitude, which sometimes that's great if you're working out, but and when you're not, <laughs> it um, actually wasn't serving me well because I wasn't really honoring my worth. My life was full of busyness, and honestly, I was just probably motivated and driven by guilt, which is an Enneagram 2 kind of thing to do. There are some Enneagram numbers that are more strategic. Twos aren't necessarily. So when you say vision, I'm like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. when this conversation, all that you just unpacked on vision is really gives people concrete things that you just talked about. But this life plan, you get real concrete about all things Lisa. You know, one of the strategies that I came away with when we uncovered some of these things through the different constructs is naming my 20%, mm-hmm, the talents mm-hmm. that I need to optimize. And I would say the biggest, and as James and I even reflect on my time with the two of you, that I have completely implemented, which has been very hard. This is going to sound easy, but mm-hmm. it's not easy for Enneagram 2 girl, mm-hmm. is as a compass for my yes 
and no. I actually cannot express how much that time and investment that you guys made into my life was for me. I've been walking those strategies out. Actually, I was reviewing it recently and I realized I'm missing the mark on one of them. So I need to kind of go back and get some tools out to bring it back to life. That happens to all of us, though. I'm glad you said that. Um, we, we would never kick you about that or, or wrap <laughs> your knuckles, you know. I mean, look, life life gets away from us sometimes. What's awesome is you've got a living, breathing document now that you can go back and yeah. revisit, and you can get yourself right back on track mm-hmm. and start where you are. You don't have to conquer Rome in a day. Right. It's a great marker to I did a life plan six mm-hmm. years ago, I guess mm-hmm. now. And about two years ago, I redid the life plan. And the same coach worked with me. And so we went through a lot of the constructs. But it was great to reflect. Mm-hmm. You know, I set the destination. Mm-hmm. Right. That whole time of reflecting and kind of going, where have I been? What have I done? What's what's come out? And just to see the growth that came through it was pretty profound. Really, I wasn't thinking about this until we started talking about it. Actually, the words live, lead, last. Mm-hmm. This podcast came yeah, out wow. of... My life plan. Wow, that's I love it, dude. Yeah, yeah. so that's so common. It's something like that. that yeah, something that, that was kind of that mm-hmm. that vision of how I wanted to live my life, how I wanted to lead, how I wanted to have longevity in yeah. my leadership. So those things all came out of my life plan. So it's a powerful, powerful tool. Love it. Yeah, one of the things that I love about the life plan too, we've we've morphed that for couples. And so a lot of times we'll have couples come to us and say, "We just absolutely have nothing in common anymore." They're at wit's end, and we're like, "Really." And so we'll ask a couple questions like, do you both want peace? Do you both want to leave a legacy? Do you both want to live a life of significance? Do you both want to feel respected? And of course, all their heads are going up and down. Yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes it's, how do we do that? Mm -hmm. And what happens in that life plan retreat for couples is they begin to individually ask what they want. And then collectively as a couple, what is it that we really do want? We've had couples who had been married 27 years, separated two of those years, all but signed the divorce papers. And it came to us as a last ditch effort. And this has happened multiple times, multiple stories. And all of a sudden, it was this common vision that they had that what seemed like so many different areas of life that were in dissension, now since they had a common vision, they knew how they wanted to spend their money and not spend their money. So their finances came in line, not with his way or her way, but what is it that we really both say with that we common want? Vision. Yep. So and good. the same thing with the parenting and the same thing with the, the everything. intimacy, everything. Yep. Well, you set up the next question, great, talking about couples, is um, there are a lot of married couples who, like yourselves, also work as partners in business. You just released a video series called The Couple... I, I was struggling over this word. <laughs> it, is, it is a mouthful. A couplepreneur. Couplepreneur, yes. James is like, I think he gave that to me because he knew I'd struggle over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, how to work together and play together. Could you tell us about that project? Oh, yeah. So Greg and I have worked together since day one before we were married and yep. um, have never known not working together. And there are a lot of nuances that go with not just being married, but working together 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that juggling routine and the balance or the rhythm routine of being able to work and play well together. And so we go through some, you know, just simple things like um, defining one another's roles in the home and in the business. Sometimes the headship of the home is passed to the headship, like it maybe the, the man is the head of the house, but in business, maybe the woman is the CEO, you know, and, and so being able to define the roles, we used to do this little trick. Since I worked for him, I would say, okay, I'm putting on the hat of your unit 
manager right now. So can you listen as a boss? And he would say, sure. And then I say, okay, now I'm going to put on the hat of a wife. I said, are you ready to listen? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'm like, my boss was an absolute jerk today. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what he I'm said. I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but little nuances like that, that you can make fun of yourself and still have fun and not be so where work is all you know. Or you begin to look at your companion as just this workplace and no fun or vibrancy. There was a point that I I looked at Julie and I said, we have got to figure out a new rhythm because I, when I look at you right now, I love you, but I'm beginning to just see work every time I, and it caused me to begin to resent her. And that was one of the things that actually caused us to begin to document these things. And um, we thought, heck, after 20 years of working together, we probably picked up a couple of tips here and there that other people might be able to use to to, to help get them on the right track a little earlier. And so, yeah, we produced a little video series that is The Couplepreneur. To add on to that a little bit, you guys have a membership site, and that's part of your membership site, or can people get that standalone? Or tell us a little bit about um, Married with a Purpose. Yeah, both. You've got several different video-driven courses, and most of them correlate with the book. The Couplepreneur, we've not written a book for it yet. Uh, It's probably going to be a collaborative project. Actually, we've bumped into a couple of other people that have some great ideas, too. But uh, you can buy that course standalone uh, on our site at marriedforapurpose.com, or you can become a part of our membership community. And it's just a bunch of like-minded minded people at various stages of the relationship. We've got lots of really young. We've got some folks that are a little more seasoned. We'll say a little more seasoned (laughs) in the group. And so um, we're all just trying to learn how to love each other better together. And so in that, uh, if somebody does the membership, then they'll get one video into their inbox each week. Gentle little reminders, right? Just to get a little better all the time. Yep. And, and the idea is just kind of like the devotional because Julie and I are very cognizant of the fact that people are very busy. Yeah. And so, again, the idea is if you get one video each week, you can watch all of them if you want to, but you get one hand delivered to you and you can spend just a little while having a meaningful conversation. And then twice a month, Julie and I get on the on a call live with all of our members and we teach a little lesson or, you know, we've had some great people on the show. We had Dr. Gary Chapman recently and... Uh, Jeff and Shanti Felden, John yeah. Mark Savage. Yeah, lots of uh, guests, but but we teach for a little while, but then we just open it up and we handle question and answers and take comments and such. So it's a, it's a great way to have community. Yeah. It's also a great way just to be intentional about doing some marriage maintenance. Yes, you that's, know? that's really good. Well, this has been so good. And uh, thanks again, Greg and Julie, for being on the podcast and investing in us. Yeah. And I really feel like we learned a lot today. Oh, and man, also we love you guys. Listeners. Um, so if listeners want to learn more about you and the services you provide, we talked about Marriage for a Purpose. Are there other places that you would send them to learn more about you individually or as a couple? Yeah, so real quick, they can go to marriedforapurpose.com. And we didn't get cute or clever. It's just F-O-R, right? So marriedforapurpose.com. They can find us on Facebook with that same handle uh twitter pinterest i think we're everywhere social media you can just look up greg and julie gorman if you want to do a google search but we want to do a special gift for your listeners sweet just because we love you guys all right so if your listeners will text to this number three three seven 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 text the word pastor 
And what we're going to do is we're actually going to send a free gift of a book to them. So we will Mm -hmm. ship it. Now, here's the here's the catch. They have to put in their email address and they have to give us their address. People are asking where the book is and we're like, you haven't given us the address. (laughs) It doesn't come through email. Right. We're not going to hunt you down or anything. We just want to mail you a book. That's so cool. We didn't know you guys were going to do that. Yeah. So we we want to gift the book two or better than one. And that is the whole vision aspect in a book form. Fantastic. See why they're our friends. That's awesome. We're smarter because of them. We are. Thank you guys. (laughs) We love you guys. We enjoyed it. I so loved our time with the Gormans. We did a lot of laughing. They are so encouraging and inspiring. We will definitely have to invite them back to the show in the future. If you listen to this episode and are feeling stuck or unsure where your life, career, or marriage is heading, maybe you like vision for your future, we cannot recommend highly enough going through a life plan process like we talked about. Greg said it best. It is a living document that you can continually go back to for reflection and direction. I know personally I have. You can find out more about the life plan retreats that Greg and Julie offer with a link in the show notes at www.liveleadlast.com. Lisa, I want to make a correction to something I said during the conversation. I was you're ta- saying you're wrong, James? Yeah, I said something incorrectly, so I want to clear it up. I was talking about the Apostle Paul, and I said that he was content but not fulfilled. What I meant to say was that he was content, but he wasn't satisfied. He was always pressing on towards what Jesus Christ had called him to do. I just didn't want people to think that Paul never felt fulfilled. He was content but he wasn't satisfied without moving forward. Gotcha. You know, when you're flowing in the middle of a conversation and the red button is on, there are bound to be some blunders from time to time. I mean, I, I once in a while do that myself, like the crazy word couple. Couplepreneur. Couplepreneur. I just can't get it. And the word prolific, which actually is not a word I ever use in my vocabulary. I shouldn't have even tried to use it because really when we're talking about the Gorman's intense amount of content they're writing, what I really should have said instead of prolific was a crap ton of content. Yeah, but it's so much fun to give you those big words to say and it's fun listening to you try to say say them at the same time. I know it's a trick you're playing on me. It is. It's because I love you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that brings us to the end of another episode. Next week, we have podcaster and friend Jimmy Johnson on the show. I'm really looking forward to that. Please remember to download the Anchor app or go to www.liveleadlast to get the link in the show notes and send us a voice message with your comments and or feedback. Maybe you have a question that we can answer for you. Also, please continue to help us get the word out by sharing the podcast and telling your friends about it. If you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, we would so love it. We'd also like for you to follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Podcast. And remember, the way you live your life and leverage your influence today will determine the legacy you leave tomorrow. We will meet you here next week. Until then, bye-bye.